Hello and welcome to my business success podcast. It's Wolf here, helping therapists, alternative practitioners, coaches, counselors, and startup businesses grow their client base and subsequent profits through one-to-one and group coaching programs, as well as my online training courses. You can, of course, find out more on my website at business-success-unlimited.com. Now that's enough with my self-promotion, so let's talk business. Hello and welcome to part two of the List Building on a Budget podcast. In part one, we have already talked about what email marketing is all about and how this can be achieved with autoresponders. We're now going to start looking at getting people to actually sign up with you. Now that you have your autoresponder and you've created the opt-in form, you can start directing traffic towards your website and your sign-up form. That's great! Now the next step is to make sure that people who land on your page and see your opt-in form actually do go ahead and sign up. When describing the percentage of visitors that go on to become subscribers, we usually talk in terms of conversions. The more visitors you convert, the higher the percentage that will become members of your list. So it's my advice that you place your opt-in form on every single page in your website or your blog. You want to make sure this is visible throughout your content and each time someone reads something you wrote, they should be tempted to sign up. But what's really driving your signups is the squeeze page. That's a particular page on your website that has one single goal, to get people to sign up and join your mailing list. So let me tell you a little bit how this would work. First of all, you need to build a squeeze page. Squeeze page with that one important goal has to be structured a little bit different from all the other pages on your website. More importantly, a squeeze page should do away with any other navigation. The idea here is that there is nothing that will distract your visitors away from that one opt-in form. And the copy text has to be convincing enough for them to wanting to sign up. Your opt-in form should be immediately visible and should include as much text as possible, convincing them to fill in that form, submitting their details. Sometimes skilled persuasive writing will help to make this work for you. To do this effectively, you need to try to think about the value proposition that you are offering to your visitors. This means you need to focus on what people get out of your email list and how it makes their life better. People only want to subscribe to, for example, a fitness list because they hope to have better abs, get more muscles and maybe have more confidence in their body and themselves. People who want to subscribe to a money-making list because they would love a bit more financial freedom and to have fewer money stress. Maybe that's why you're on this podcast. Focus on this in your own pitch, in your market, in your niche that you're driving and get your audience to really imagine the benefits of being a member on your email list. At the same time, you want to talk about the value that you will be providing to your readers and how they can become so-called 
exclusive members. The last point is really important, as people love feeling they are members of something special. Of course, for any of this to work, it's important that your emails do actually provide this kind of value and that they are ideally having some kind of a unique selling proposition. It's best to think of your mailing list in a manner similar to a blog in many cases as a way for you to provide exclusive and valuable information to your most dedicated followers. But likewise, especially around offers, breaking news and other exclusive updates, that can also provide additional value. You also should address any concerns that your readers might have at the start. People don't like sharing their details because they are afraid of being spammed. You want to state clearly that you don't pass on your details and that they have the right and the opportunity to unsubscribe at any time they wish to. You then want to talk about your incentive, but we'll cover that in a little bit later on. While you do this, it's very important that you make sure that you aren't misleading your audience or your potential subscribers in any way, shape or form. You need to be upfront here. The objective that you have is not to get as many subscribers as possible, but instead you want to get subscribers who want to be there and who actually might buy something from you. Are you going to be providing special offers and deals in your emails? Well, that's great. Then make this a big focus of your pitch. It might put some people off, but that's fine, as they probably wouldn't have bought anything anyway and they wouldn't have been potential customers anyhow. You want to use in your arsenal the use of incentives or lead magnets. These are also constantly referred to as giveaways, free giveaways as that, that you're going to use to encourage people to sign up for your mailing list. The kind of digital products that don't really cost you anything, but which a visitor would normally have to pay for and would find of benefit to them. This could be an ebook, a report, or even a short online training course. Talk about your incentive. You offer that free book, that course, an app, or anything else in exchange for these people signing up to your mailing list. In return, you'll get more people signing up because they are motivated by the idea of getting something for nothing. But while this is a powerful strategy, it's also one that you can easily get wrong. And that's why you need to get it right. A bad incentive is any incentive that causes people to sign up who wouldn't otherwise do so. If someone signs up for your mailing list purely to get the incentive, then this will mean they're likely to download your free ebook or report or giveaway and probably never read it or never read an email from you ever again. This isn't exactly valuable to you. Instead, then, you want to make sure that you aren't using your incentive as a bribe and it isn't such an amazing offer that it motivates people to sign up who wouldn't have any other interest anyhow. Mention the incentive at the bottom of your squeeze page and make sure it's something somewhat small, like a free report or a free giveaway of a picture, graphic, something they can use. This usually serves another purpose, in that reports quickly provide value and don't give away something too big. And it won't take you much time to create those giveaways. 
If you, on the other hand, give away a whole book, then you are essentially showing your audience that books or ebooks aren't worth anything. And you can give them away. This in turn makes it a lot harder when you come to try to sell future books. Why would someone pay good money for something they've recently been given away or received for free? What's more is that many free ebooks will go unread. This undermines their value. Why would someone pay for another ebook when the last one hasn't even been used? Instead, consider giving a free report as your incentive, or better yet, how about making the emails themselves the incentive, which will encourage future options. This can be achieved by increasing the production value of your emails so that they do include high quality images, lots of in-depth articles. Think of them more like a newsletter. That also means you have to market the quality of your brand. Ultimately though, what really encourages someone to sign up to your mailing list for the right reasons will be their experiences with your brand prior to this point. That is to say that people sign up to mailing lists in most cases because they love the brand, the products and the company that sells and they want to be first to hear about any news. Or they have loved the content they've read on the website and your blog and they want more of it. But usually this only happens after months of interaction and mulling over your audience. To that end, what's crucial is that you understand how to keep your audience engaged with useful and interesting content on your website. And you think about customer satisfaction whenever you create a new product or service. Mm, let's face it, if you aren't interested in a brand, then no amount of great sales patter, talk, value or whatever is going to convince you to sign up to their mailing list. What's more important for every brand to recognize is the role of emotion, creating a feeling when trying to sell an idea. The best brands are those who have a clear mission statement and a bold visual design that speaks to that mission. In other words, simply interacting with a brand makes you feel in a certain way, such that you want to do it more. You'll be doing this by targeting a specific niche or a specific type of person. You have to be honest with yourself. No matter what you try, you will not be able to appeal to everyone. So it's important that you find out the kind of person who is most likely to visit your website and create your brand and an ethos that appeals to them. You want to design a brand or an image to create fans, not just customers. And those people then will be eager to sign up with you in every way they possibly can. So let's summarize what I've just said, how to drive efforts towards getting more subscribers. You want to create a squeeze page with no external links. You want to embed your form into your sidebars around your website. Create a great free blog where you can demonstrate the kind of value that you will be offering via your mailing list. Regularly talk about your mailing list in other content. 
make it sound exciting. Refer to your subscribers as members or VIPs. Remember, you want to offer a freebie or a lead magnet or an incentive. Don't make it too good or you risk having only people who want free stuff and make the emails themselves the actual incentive. Create it as a newsletter and also or offer discounts or news that's going on in your life, in your business, in your product development or service creation. Now that you've got all these subscribers on your list, it's great, but you also have to maintain what's called a cleansing process or a list hygiene. And you want to look at list hygiene and emails that will get opened. No matter how good your email marketing techniques are, and no matter how engaging your subject headings are, you're not going to have much luck getting buyers and building relationships with your fans if no one sees or ever opens your messages that you've sent. Perhaps the most important aspect of your email marketing is simply getting past the spam filters so that people can actually read your messages. This is something a lot of newbies struggle when they do this for the first time. So let me tell you a little bit more about how we can do that. The first important key is to avoid using marketing language. Words like buy and other related items. Hey, I'm not trying to get filtered here, but we'll risk sending your email to the spam folder because it looks like you're trying to make money. What's more is that they look at the headings and they think, oh, somebody's trying to flog me something I don't really want and they will ignore you. The next step is to try and ensure you're not making a few other key mistakes. One of that is to use exclamation marks over and over or to write the message subject headers all in capitals. Likewise, if you're going to be using a lot of images, then make sure you give them all alt tags, the hidden description of the image so that the email client application can look for what they're all about. And you also want to keep the length of your emails relatively short. If your email is thousands of words long, this is a quick way to get yourself banned. A simple trick, ask your recipients to add your email to their allowed senders list. This will help ensure you never end up in the spam folder. Something else I want to point out here is blacklisting. If your IP address gets blacklisted by Google, Yahoo or Outlook, this can mean that none of your emails will ever get to those recipients. If that happens and if you keep sending emails to addresses that constantly bounce, make sure that you regularly clean your email list to prevent this from happening. This is why it's called list hygiene. You want to clean, you want to make it look healthy and you can do that in your autoresponder. It could also be down to typos like spelling names wrong or email addresses wrong, missing out dots and your autoresponder can do this quite well. Sometimes you may have to do a manual intervention. Look at the bounce rates that your autoresponder reports on emails that you've sent messages to. Look for hard bounces. Look out for inactive subscribers. If someone hasn't opened a message for a year, you may as well manually remove them from the list. 
This is also why you should never buy lists from anyone. Buying a list of emails means most likely buying emails that have been scrapped off the web or tricked into signing up for things they didn't want. And then somebody is flogging those emails trying to make quick money. Even if that's not the case, you'll still be using someone else's audience. This is potentially a list of contacts that has nil, zero connection to you, your business, your products or your services, or even the niche that you're operating in. And you certainly haven't built any trust with them, nor do they have any trust in you. In short, they are not going to be people interested in what you have to say. Plus, if you buy lists, they're usually quite expensive. And we're trying to do this on a budget, so let's keep real. When you think of spam and email marketing, you'll normally think about the kinds of spam messages that recipients and subscribers find daily in their inboxes. I get hundreds of them. Email spam is notorious and one of the most important jobs as a business owner is to differentiate yourself from that kind of spam. You're not safe from spam, you receive it yourself, so you don't want to be seen as someone who distributes spam. But the internet is full of scripts. Scripts that are out there that will just scour the web for anything that script can sign up to. Likewise, there are people who will enter fake emails to get gated content access or just because they're bored and they can. Less malicious people also accidentally might enter typos when they're trying to sign up or people abandon their old email accounts and of course some people on your mailing list may no longer be among the living. Again, it's your job to try and keep your mailing list clean in order to reduce those bounce rates and to make sure your messages are being delivered to the intended recipient. You can even add spam filters to the opt-in form itself. Most autoresponders will allow you to have this feature and it's one of them called double opt-in. I mentioned that already in episode one, but it's a great solution that can help you deter people who sign up for anything and everything that will help you to combat spam and by using the double opt-in, you greatly reduce that situation. Let me recap. It means people who sign up will be asked to confirm their interest via a follow-up email, in turn meaning they have to engage with that message and prove they are human. This also forces a person not only to sign up, but also look out for your message in their email. This will catch everything from people who can't be bothered to read your messages to people who unwittingly entered their email incorrectly. Because if they really want to sign up and they don't get that double opt-in email to confirm their email address, they probably come to realize, I didn't get it, let me try this again. But even with the best will in the world, it's still possible that you could end up getting blacklisted. If it does happen, you'll need to search for unblacklisting forms for each of your email clients. Usually it's possible to get yourself removed from these lists. And remember, ideally list hygiene doesn't just mean removing emails that are full of mistakes. It could also mean removing anyone that doesn't want to be on your mailing list. These people are only serving to hurt your analytics and to risk that you may end up getting blacklisted. The bottom line is, 
it's far better to have a list of 10 people that hang off your every word than having a thousand people who never open a single one of your emails. Even though autoresponders help you clean up and manage the hygiene of your email list, there are also some cleaning tools out there that will help you to achieve just that. As I said, the best strategy would be to start off with a double opt-in to keep your list clean. It's a free option for hygiene. Otherwise, you might need to pay for a list cleaning tool, which can get a lot more expensive. It is certainly something you might want to consider once you've got a big, massive email list. It certainly wouldn't make any warrant for paying for that kind of service with you just starting out. But just to give you a couple of names that you can Google for, I'm not going to provide the links for this, but there is some called kickbox.com, neverbounds.com or brightverify.com. Again, as I said, these are tools that you can buy online and they will do your email cross-referencing for you. How are you keeping the people that you've got on your list engaged? Of course, a lot of your ability to keep your audience hanging off every word is going to come down to your ability to write compelling, interesting and valuable emails that they want to read in the first place. It's very important that you are careful with balancing out the information and entertaining of the emails with the sales part of the emails. There's a slight exception if the value you are providing is primarily obviously in the form of discounts and offers, but generally it's all about valuable content. Make sure that you space out your big sales pushes and you provide lots of genuine useful and valuable information in between. Likewise, try to take a more personal tone with your subscribers that will show them that you value them and to speak to them in a personal manner. If you notice that your engagement is slipping, then think of ways that you can draw back attention to your messages. One of the best options, give them a freebie. This works just like the incentive and lead magnet, except this time it's going to be delivered to people who are already on your list. Doing this will give them a reason to open up your email, but it will also make sure they feel valued and even grateful towards you and your business. This will drastically improve your relationship with those members on your list going forward. Some of the best subject headings, other than avoiding the spam folder, the role of a great subject line is to immediately pique their interest. This is a fine line to walk while avoiding being bombastic, but it's the first tip to ensure that your emails each have genuine, interesting and unique content. If that's the case, then you shouldn't have to lie about what you're going to share in the email itself. That said, try to speak again to the emotional side of your readers. That means using a little bit of mystery in your headlines so that they are compelled to click to learn more about what you're going to say. You should also look for topics that haven't been covered over and over and over again and therefore should sound inherently new and exciting for people interested in your niche. 
also use questions where possible and always refer to readers by their name. Remember the tagging of their name that they use to register you can use in your autoresponder sequence as the personalization of your emails. Another tip I want to share with you is to go on Google and look for a list of spam terms you want to avoid using in any of your emails so that those terms will not automatically disqualify you from having your recipient getting your message. So let's summarize what I just said. Don't use spam words. Ask your recipient to move you to the inbox as a wanted email address. Write your subject lines so they are personal, engaging and eye-catching. Always try to start up with the double opt-in of your form. Avoid images and large attachments in any of your emails and don't make those emails too long. Remember, you want to make unsubscribing easy and most autoresponder will allow you to do that by default at the end of every message, having there a shortcut to unsubscribe. Avoid tempting and overly tempting lead magnets. You also want to manually remove non-engaged emails. Again, my preferred autoresponder mail alite allows me if some people haven't opened uh, a sequence of emails, maybe two, three, four, five, to automatically take them out of my list. So again, investigate what options your autoresponder gives you to do that for you. One really crucial one, do not buy lists of emails from anyone. Use a spam filter on your form. Again, using the double opt-in would be the cheaper version to do this. And before you sell to your audience, you need to build up that momentum, that trust, that belief that you providing valuable content before you start selling. So how do you get people to your opt-in form cheaply? You already have your squeeze page and you know to write amazing emails that stand out from the spam folders. Your final hurdle is to get those people to your squeeze page. This is the point at which many people would recommend using a pay-per-click advertising in order to send people to the list. However, we're looking for the most cost-effective strategy to build your list. So we're going to stick to potentially free options. Fortunately, there are a number of free ways to get people to find your list running your own blog or setting up your own blog page. By now you should have picked up on the fact that you should be running a blog, having your own website. This is probably the most effective way to create a brand to help you build trust, authority and recognition with your niche market audience. Think of your blog as the first step in your sales funnel. This is how the audience will find you through SEO, social media, which are also free, and then slowly come to discover that your content is of the very best quality. Creating a blog is free and simply involves an investment of your time. But you can make surprising progress with just a few articles a week. As long as you have something new and interesting to say. For bonus points, I would say try vlogging instead. It's a brilliant way to create a more personal relationship with your audience. 
they will be far more likely to feel as though they know you. And thus, they'll be much more open to the idea of receiving emails from you. When you're looking at your web design, assess if it is fit for purpose. You should always ask yourself what the primary objective of your website actually is. This is something that many webmasters and business owners simply can't answer, which demonstrates a severe lack of planning and strategy. A good website is 99% where it directs people to the mailing list. If the whole site is designed to guide people to this page, then no matter what the entry point is, they will ultimately be going to your opt-in form and start signing up. Competitions, giveaways and tools are other options that you have. We've talked about incentives as a method to get people to sign up for your mailing list. But what about using them to bring other people to your brand in the first place? If you have a really great giveaway, then this can even get shared by people who want to help out their friends. This is why it can pay as a business to occasionally hit with a big loss leader. If you have something on your side that you normally sell, let's say for $20, try to give it away for the next 24 hours. This could potentially lead to a lot of buzz and more and new traffic. Likewise, why not get people to enter a competition by providing their details? This is something people again might even tell their friends about. And many people will happily hand over their details when signing up for an online service. Any website can have a service or a tool with just a little bit of coding and this can be a great way to build your mailing list. You can also do something as a person. Every now and then the marketing world gets the chance to cross over with a brick and mortar side of business. For instance, if people buy from your store, why not ask them if they'd like to receive their receipt by email and also sign up for your newsletter. A popover is another way you can generate interest. Considering a popover or a light box that will appear on top of your blog content will allow you to display it on the fly. That means if they move the mouse, let's say to the top of the page, your pop-up might just appear inviting them to sign up. While this can be a nuisance, countless studies found that this strategy is actually immensely successful when it comes to people signing up for mailing lists. So let's summarize what we said about getting people onto your list. You want to use a blog combined with good SEO, search engine optimization. You want to design your site to point to your opt-in page or your squeeze page. Give them something as a special deal or limited deal. Collect those emails in person if you're running a brick and mortar business or service provider. And you want to also consider having a pop-up or pop-over on your website. So let's summarize what session one and session two or part one and part two of the list building on a budget covered. Using the strategies I shared with you, you now see that it's extremely possible to build a large and extremely targeted list on a very small budget. You will accomplish this by ensuring your branding is on point 
and that people are really excited by what you are doing and what you are offering. Next, you get your autoresponder, either a free to try out, remember MailerLite or the monkey one that I've mentioned earlier, and create your opt-in form. Place it on your website and make sure it includes the double opt-in as a spam filter. Next, create a squeeze page that you can use in order to convince people to sign up. Combine this with an incentive like a freebie, but make sure it's not too good. It's got to be great, but you shouldn't give something away that you're going to be charging for otherwise. The main selling point will be the quality of your email messaging instead. Writing this regular content makes sure that you mention your mailing list regularly. Write amazing emails that people will love reading and occasionally give the whole thing a boost with a bit of old-fashioned promotions like a competition or a great special offer or a deal. That's all there is to it. You can build your massive and highly targeted list all without spending a great deal of money, but it will take effort, time and trial and error. And that's now the end of part two of the list building on a budget podcast. If that's the first one you've listened to and you've missed out part one, go back and look for part one. Otherwise, thank you for listening and have a great day and all the best with growing your business. <music>